0: Today, we're going to have a story about Jesus from Mark 5. We're, um, it's going to be a different type of message. I'm going to tell you the story three different times. Uh, first, I'll read it. We'll read it together. And then, I'm going to tell you the story three times. The first time I tell you the story, I'm going to give it to you from the perspective of the disciples and any first century Jew who heard, heard the story. And we're going to see how they, the way they see what happens is different than, for example, the next time I tell it's going to be The Gentiles. Um, the, the the pig farmers in the story, and the last time I tell you the story, and you'll be probably pretty sick of it by that point. Uh, I'm going to tell it to you from Jesus' perspective, right? We're going to see it from the way the way Jesus encounters these events. Okay, so we're going to go through three different stories, and as we're doing it, I would like you to think: What do you see? What what are these people seeing? What do I see? What do we as a community see? So let's uh, let's read let's read the text together. <sighs> They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain, for he had often been bound with shackles and chains. But he wrenched the chains apart, and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains... He was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you, by God, do not torment me. For Jesus was saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him, saying, Send us to the pigs. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. And the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs, and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and were drowned there. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. And he did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim it in the ten cities or the Decapolis, how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone marveled. What do you see? Well, first, we're going to step into the, uh, the, the feet of the, Jew- in the shoes of, of the Jews, the, the disciples. And for the disciples, we're getting out of the boat, and we're looking around and we're saying, what are we doing here? Why are we here? Uh, the land of the Gerasenes is, is, and the Decapolis is a Gentile region. Only Gentiles all around. This is the other side of the, uh, the Sea of Galilee. A couple weeks ago, Doug gave us a message about Jesus uh, uh, calming the, the storm and the disciples are, are are wondering why Jesus are we here and and then and then they're, they're thinking the the mission of the Messiah if that's who you are maybe the mission of the Messiah should be the Jews why why are we we're we wasting time out here Jesus and and then and then Jesus leads them along the path and they end up in, in a cemetery and we should kind of feel like this is like a dark and stormy night kind of a horror story kind of it, it if you're, if you're a first-century Jew, being around uh, dead bodies makes you very uncomfortable, very nervous. You, it's unclean, and you need to be purified. Maybe it's sort of the feeling that um, I get when uh, my father, he got this new um, huge TV, uh, TV. He's been wanting it for years, and, and uh, he, he got it, and we have these HD channels, and on some of the channels, there's these nature shows where they have pictures of, like, you know, the cheetahs running across the forest, and he, like, gets the antelope or whatever, and then he just starts devouring it, and all of his friends come, there, it's like, ah. You guys, you guys seen it? Or the ones where the maggots eat, like, the, the corpse of the dog, ugh. Yeah, see, that's, that's a little bit how they might have felt, um, how, we, how we'd feel if we were the... The, the Jews there, and, th- and so they're in this place where nothing could possibly get any any, any more uncomfortable, and then it does, because this cr- they hear this crazy cry, like, ah! right? this little bit like a zombie story, right? Ah! And uh, this guy comes in, and, and they're looking at him. And he's he's got he's got cuts. He's he's a Gentile. He's got cuts and bruises. He's naked. He's unclothed. As they're looking at him, they realize he's possessed by a demon. Nothing could be. If you're a first century Jew, you're the disciple. The only question you have in your mind is like, "What? Why are we here? Can we get back in the boat and go back to the 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 work? Okay, Jesus, remember we have you know stuff we're doing." And then they're like, eh, and they're feeling a little bit nauseous, right? They're looking at the maggots. Ugh. They're like, "What are we doing here?" And then Jesus goes out and he starts to do what he does, exercise the demon, right? And, he, and, he's, and he's holding the guy and he's, and, he's, and, he's, and he's speaking to the demon and the di- disciples are like, eh, we know how this goes, hurry up. And then the demon says, my name is Legion. And it starts to make sense. Now we see why Jesus brought us here. Because if you're a first century Jew and you hear the word Legion, what comes into your mind are the Roman legions. The clump of their boots as they walk down the streets. The way they have oppressed your people. The way they demand tribute and worship of their emperor instead of the one true God. The legions are the symbol to you of oppression and injustice. And when they hear that, now they're getting it, right? This is a symbolic act. Jesus right now is going to give us a preview of what he's going to do later on. First, he's going to tear the legion out of this man, and then he's going to tear the legion right out of the heart of Israel and send it away. And so the, the demon says, Please, Jesus, don't send us out of this country. And the disciples say, Yes, Jesus, send them out of the country. And then Jesus says, No, uh, fine, go to the pigs. And No, no, Jesus, stop, stop, not the pigs. Out of the country, send the legions out. Little hope for the disciples, because then the, the pigs go crazy, right? And they run off into the sea. Um, the disciples probably had a, a pretty good, um, they probably knew scripture pretty well. So they might have thought of uh, Joel 2, um, 17. I wrote down here, it says, uh, I will remove the northerner far from you and drive him into a parched and desolate land. His vanguard into the eastern sea and his rear garden into the western sea. The stench and foul smell of him will rise, for he has done great things. The disciples are thinking, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe this, okay, not out of the country, better into the ocean, right? Jesus is going to lead the revolution. Viva la revolución. Viva la revolución. So, Jesus has just exercised a demon. And what the disciples and the Jews see is revolution. What do you see? What do you see? Again, from the perspective of the Gentiles. It's a good day out on the farm, uh, out in the, the tombs. It's nice. Things are, things are good. Bunch of pig farmers hanging out together, maybe playing cards. Right? You know, just pigs are scattered around. Suddenly they you hear off in the distance like, oh no. Crazy Eddie. Crazy Eddie's back. Oh jeez. Aeschylus, didn't you like tie him down last week? Yeah, yeah, I did. Crazy getting easy. He's, he's nuts. <sighs> All right. Well, come on, guys. We're going to uh, we're gonna have to try and take him out again. Jeez. So, you and your friends are kind of moving over towards the tombs where you see him. Ah, he's cutting himself, whatnot. And then, oh, a bunch of Jews have, are, are walking around. Oh, you can tell by the way they're dressed. And, and they got one of their Jewish leader guys, a rabbi, with him. He's got his, his stolen arm. Oh. Oh oh they're gonna take on Crazy Eddie. Yes. Anything? <laughs> Have at it, friend. And uh the leader guy, of the Jews, starts starts going up and he's 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 uh and he's talking to he's talking to to Crazy Eddie, and Crazy Eddie says, My name is Legion. And, oh Crazy Eddie is in rare form today. Haven't heard that one before. Oh wow, okay. And then uh Jesus is talking to him. And, and crazy, he says, send me to the pigs, send me to the pigs. And, no, no, Jesus, uh, leader guy, don't send them over to the pigs, that's our, that's our stuff, we, we got the pigs under control, don't, don't worry about it, thanks. Leader guy looks, alright, <laughs> Go into to the pigs. You're standing there and you're looking, and you got 2,000 pigs, right? And suddenly they start to, start to get all hopped up, all steamed and angry. Oh, okay, guys, guys, we need to, uh, we need to get, take care of the, uh, uh, fellas, and they start to stampede. And they fly into the ocean. And you're looking at them, they're broken and drowned in the water and on the rocks. And they're afraid. Eddie is passed out on the ground, he's motionless. Pigs are dead. What just happened? What just happened? and so the gentiles they they run to their homes they run to their homes they, you would never believe this they run run back to their wives and their children you would never believe what we just saw this this jewish guy he he cast a demon out of Eddie. he he you got you got to see this you got to see this. They, they 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 run back and and the the wives are and the children are with them and it's a, it's a big group now and the, and they see they see uh, uh, jesus and 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 the jews there and they see oh, there's Eddie now. He's got his clothes on, right, smoking his pipe, talking to Jesus about, you know, the, the Patriots and whether or not what their what their chances are at the Super Bowl this year. Just like, and so they become even more afraid. How did that happen? We we have tackled him and we have chained him. A number. That's not how he. That's not how he acts. And then, then wife whispers, "Where where are our pigs?" Uh, Didn't I tell you? So the leader guy takes the demon and he throws him into the pigs and then the pigs jump into the ocean. How many? All of them. What exactly are Jimmy and Susie going to eat tonight? Because I was planning on making ham. And, they, and what, was, what was fear and what was shock and what was astonishment turns very quickly into anger because Jesus just wrecked the economy. Now, this is a very real thing. This is not, this is not something that we... I mean, it is a little bit funny. I think there is some humor in the story and I hope that comes out. But uh, they, it's a very real issue for these people. These are subsist, subsistence farmers. They, they live on what they, they have... And Jesus has literally just wrecked the economy of the village. And so they are very angry. See, it's hard for the Gentiles to process what a demon possession is or what just happened um, to crazy Eddie. These things, but you know what they're able to get? They get the bottom line. They get this. So they look at Jesus and they say, leave. Get out. And as they're, 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 get out of here, you know, be gone, be gone. As they're doing that, sitting off to the side, now dressed, is the demon-possessed man, totally unnoticed. So, the Gentiles see an exorcism. But what they see, see is the bottom line. The money. What do you see? Tell one more time. Two weeks ago, uh, Doug did a great job talking about uh, Jesus and the, uh, calming the, the sea. Jesus is extremely tired. He's exhausted. He has nothing left. His ministry has been, by by any standard, has been fabulous. He's healing, he's casting out demons, he's teaching. He's so popular that he he can't even eat or or be alone anywhere. And he's tired. And he's on the boat and he's trying to get some rest, but the disciples won't let him. So he he gets out of the boat and he goes to the one place where there's just not going to be anyone who knows his name namely the land of the Gentiles, specifically a graveyard, so he can sleep, he can rest, maybe pray. And as this is happening, a man comes to him. And the man has shackles on his on his wrists and, and chains that lead down which have been broken. He has cuts on his arms and his chest, he has bruises. And the man cries out over and over and over and has no peace. I think it is difficult for us, where we are, to um, to conjure up what demon possession might be like. But I want to suggest to you this: I want to suggest to you that when Jesus sees this man possessed by a demon, he sees Satan winning. He sees demons rejoicing. He sees what is right and good, freed, a, a person freed from oppression, able to, to know God, to be at home, and to be with those who, who, who love them. He sees that person denied all of that and oppressed. He sees evil winning. Now maybe we don't necessarily uh, typically see demon possession where we are. Maybe we don't have the concepts necessarily for that. But I think we do see things where maybe we've seen you know, the elderly person who your spouse has passed on and you're lonely. Your purpose and drive have left you. Demons rejoicing. Or maybe times are tough. Having difficulty making ends. You don't know your kids, or you know them too well. Demons rejoice. Or maybe um, you're very much like the demon-possessed man, and you're a cutter. This is popular with kids today, um, and you don't understand why, but it feels better to to be cutting on yourself than not to. Demons rejoice. When evil wins, demons rejoice. And what Jesus sees in this man are demons rejoicing. So he does something about it. He knows what his mission is, and that is to overturn the kingdom of Satan and replace it with the kingdom of God. And so he engages the demon straight on. He learns its name, gains mastery over it, and it wants to go to the pigs. Fine. Go to the pigs. You can go to the pigs, and you can destroy them, but you cannot destroy this man anymore. That's fine. You can have the pigs, but this man is healed. He is free. Because what Jesus sees in this man is the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan crashing into each other. What do you see? Do you see in the world? Are are, are we? What what do we see as a community? We're we're a family here. What do we see when we're? out in the world, and we're, we're, we're thinking about things, and we're perceiving things, are we like the Jews? Are we thinking about things in terms of political power, social power, religious power? Is that what we want? Is that when, in, when we engage the world, and we see people interacting with one another, is that what we see? We see just power struggles, and we think, how can we get the upper hand? What do we see? Do we... Do we I mean, I, I do. I do. That's, that's how I think. Sometimes I think in terms of money, like the Gentiles. I, I, look, I look, and there's interaction between people, but really, man, what it comes down to is the bottom line, because i got to eat. And I'm glad that my parents uh, continue to fund my lavish lifestyle. Laughter. Thank you. Um, but what do we see? There's a, uh, there's a song that I really love. Um, it's called uh, I'll Believe in Anything. It's by Wolf Parade. It came out in 2005. If I've made a mix for you in the last uh, month, it probably is on there. And the song that starts out with these lyrics, it says, Give me your eyes. Because I need sunshine, give me your eyes. Because I need sunshine, give me your blood, your bones, your voice, and your ghost. Give me your eyes. I need sunshine. Give me your blood, your bones, your voice, your ghost. I'm gonna pray in in, in, a, in a minute. Um, and I want to pray this, this as, as I want to, to bring this as a prayer to us. Because the implication is if I need sunshine, that means what I'm seeing right now, when I'm looking out in the world, is I see darkness. I see greatness. I'm not seeing what really is. And I need somebody else's eyes to see the sunshine. Right now, when I'm, when I'm looking out in the world, there's something in between me, my, my perception. And, and the way things are where I'm just not seeing the real war. I'm caught up in other things. And those are real things. Those are, those are, not, those are not bad things. They are life. But I'm missing the war. I'm missing it. Evil's happening and I'm missing it. But the song goes on, Give me your eyes, I need sunshine. And beyond that, Once I start to see with your eyes, I'm going to need power. I'm going to need some way to deal with what I see. Jesus, I'm going to need your blood. I'm going to need your flesh. I'm going to need your voice. I'm going to need your Holy Ghost. If I have any way to deal with what I see. Uh, Rick Warren's wife, um, I think it was two or three years ago, she was uh, reading and praying. And over over a long period of time, she heard about the AIDS crisis in Africa. And at first when she heard about it, it was like, oh, that's them, it's over there, whatever. But she, she kept reading the scriptures and she kept praying. and 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 the faces of the kids kept kept popping into her mind, and they kept assaulting her. They kept... And she was finally moved to say something to Rick Warren. She was finally moved to say to him, you know, we have all these things. We have this, these cars, and we have this amazing, you know, however many people are at back. And, and yet, I can't, get, I can't get away from feeling like we're missing something. And this, this, this crisis in Africa, I think that's the place... Where God's moving us, I think that is the place we need to. Her eyes changed. Her eyes changed. She took her eyes came out, and Jesus' eyes came in, and she saw it differently. And now, I mean, the the results are I mean pretty impressive. I, I read in Christianity Today that uh, Saddleback has this um, really power, uh, it's called the Peace Plan, where they're trying to they're just basically uh, dumping money and people and missionaries into Africa to to do something because they got new eyes what do you see what do we see i want to pray i want to uh, i want to pray right now with you and i want to ask god right now to start giving us jesus eyes I'm going, to, I'm going to start with a confession. I'm going to confess that I know I, and I think all of us, uh, we don't start out with those. We're going to confess that, and we're going, to, we're going to repent of it, and we're going to ask God to give us new eyes, so we start to see. And when you do start to see, share it with this community. Share it with this community. Because this, we are Jesus' hands and feet in the world, and we are given power through the Holy Spirit to move. So... Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we confess, Lord, that we do not have your eyes. We confess, Lord, that we see other things. We confess, Lord, that we get caught up in real circumstances and we miss the real battle. Father, we ask you right now to change that. We ask you, Father, to give us new eyes that we see as Jesus sees. We ask you, Father, to enliven in us, in this community, your powerful spirit. That Jesus' blood and Jesus' bones, and Jesus' voice, and Jesus' ghost move in us to make us powerful. And Father, we confess to you that you are God. We confess to you that the battle has been won once and for all in Jesus at the cross. We confess that to you, Father, and we praise you for it. We praise you knowing that you are pleased to make us new. And you are pleased to send us into the world. Father, we love you. We love you first because you sent Jesus to us. In his name, and for his sake we pray.
1: Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Tom, for just an excellent, excellent message. Uh, One that was... uh, Creatively done, uh, one that helped us to see from different perspectives, three different perspectives, in fact, in that text, and yet challenged us to see uh, from the perspective of Christ, who was performing that great miracle. Um, I, As Tom did, I also urge all of us, let's, let's take on that challenge as, as a church family, to look with the eyes of Christ um, in our community, um, within this family, and outside of it, Um, And let's identify some ways in which this church um, can be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ in the world around us. Uh, I'm going to ask Tom to head toward the back as he greets folks. And I encourage you to 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 share with Tom some of the some of the new ideas that you have for ministry um, that Coast can participate in. Let's uh, let's be ever intent to look with the eyes of Christ, always looking for new opportunities to love uh, and serve others and to show the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ to others. Um, Thank you again, Tom. And also be sure to say hi to Corey as he's back from Iraq. Welcome him home. Uh, It's been great to be with you all this morning. And let's close in a word of prayer, shall we? Heavenly Father, oh Lord, we worship you. We thank you for your son. We thank you, Lord, that your spirit who is within us by faith in Christ gives us the opportunity to look With the eyes of your son, Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, that we would be sensitive to your spirit in us. Your spirit would would work mightily in us so that we would see things, see the world, see our families, see our friends, see our co-workers with the eyes of Jesus Christ. Uh, Father, we thank you for this challenge this morning. I pray that it would impact our very lives, that it would go with us as we consider how to be the hands and feet of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. In his name we pray these things. Amen.